This is The House Call. Welcome back to the crease. We are talking playoff hockey. It has been a great, great Stanley Cup playoff so far. As long as you're not a Bruins fan like me or a Avs fan like Carl or a Devils fan like Gage. Because obviously if you are, you are no longer in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And there may be another one joining us of the crease crew who can also say that. We will find out when we get into that series here in a minute. But first, I would like to give a big shout out to one of our sponsors. And that is Coffee Bros. If you're a bro who loves coffee or even if you're not a bro but you still love coffee, go to coffeebros.com. Use our link in the description. Help support the uh, the podcast as well as Coffee Bros. They are a small business producing some of the best gourmet coffee and coffee equipment you can find. Use their, our code or our link in the description of this video. Go to that website. Help support a small business. Help support this brand and get yourself some gourmet signature coffees. Ian, we're going to get into the, the Stanley Cup playoffs here in a second. We are going to first touch on the Flyers hiring a TV analyst. And if you don't know who this guy is, obviously you don't watch hockey. Keith Jones, as the president of hockey operations, promoting Danny Breyer to full-time GM. Now, the Flyers obviously did not have a spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs, so they are trying to make moves to try to make that happen for them in the future. Ian, what do you think of this move, and does it really do anything for you? It's ballsy for sure. I mean, Jones doesn't really have any managerial experience. We've seen him on TV. And I'm going to miss that because I love listening to Jonesy. I'm sure Flyers fans are going to miss that. He's on the local Comcast or NBC Sports broadcast. Um, I'm kind of surprised with the move of Briere getting the interim tag removed. Uh, I mean, it was reported that the three wise men, I'm talking about Bobby Clark, Paul Holmgren, Bill Barber, didn't really like him. They viewed him as more of an interloper, so I'm surprised. I guess that means that they're not going to listen to those guys much anymore and good on them. They look at the flyers right now. Um, I think Briere and Jones have a similar mindset. They've both been open saying the flyers need a full on rebuild. That's what this team needs. They need a full makeover um, to do that. It's going to be tough. You got to get rid of Ristolainen's contract. You've got to get rid of Kevin Hayes contract. You have got to start trading guys. You might have to tr- look to trade Travis Konechny so that you can acquire some draft capital. Might have to trade Provorov for what you can get for him. Worst comes to worst, you might have to look at trading Carter Hart. So, I mean, if you're that desperate for some draft capital, all options are on the table. I don't know what the Flyers have for their plans. I don't know how deep they're going to go with this. Look for maybe a buyout, I'd say, of Hayes. I don't think Ristolainen's going anywhere for the near future, so I think Hayes is a contract that's going to be moved. You're, they're not going to have JVR's contract this offseason, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Flyers do moving forward. Yeah, it's like I have said it so many times on so many different segments across so many different sports. All right, the one thing that always irritates me is that when a GM says, "Hey, we need a rebuild," and they don't commit to the sell. You cannot pick and choose things. Everything must go. This is a fire sale, okay? You cannot hold on to pieces here and there. If you are committing to the rebuild, you have someone in, in operations and in hockey operations president position and your GM who are both on the like-minded, you know, same track right now, you have to commit to that. You cannot do this half-ass. There is no half-in, half-out when it comes to a sell. The Flyers need to rebuild, and if it comes down to it, there are some names you mentioned. That's going to be rough. Like you said, it's not going to be an easy day. Philadelphia is a tough town. All right, mm-hmm. tough town. You do not survive 
if you do not show up or like things do not happen pretty much immediately for you. And the Flyers have kind of been in a situation where, let's be real here, they haven't really done anything in a pretty decent amount of time. I mean, they haven't been to the finals since 2010. Sitting on the fence is what got them here. They held on to Giroux for too long. Um, Couturier may never play again. Ryan Ellis is not going to play again. The guy they acquired from Nashville played two games. And, I mean, it's been rough. I mean, it showed uh, the cracks in the Flyers' previous GM with GM Chuck Fletcher, who, by the way, I'm going to remind you, came out and said he uses an app to decide if it's a fair trade. It's just ridiculous. I really hope, I really like Daniel Briere. I like uh, Keith Jones. I really hope they turn the Flyers around because I hate Philadelphia sports, but I hate it when they're good so that you have a reason to hate on them. This is just sad. Yeah, That's a, they, that's a respectable <laughs> franchise. It's sad to see it like this. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the fact that, that you know, Briere replaces a guy that at this point in time, like you said, used an app. Like that's some fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy hockey type shit right there. All right. But uh, we're going to look at the East conference finals, Panthers, Canes. Now let's be fair here. There is no one on this panel who saw the Panthers making it out of the second round. There is no one on this panel who saw the Panthers realistically, like we all thought they had a shot to make it out of the first round because we knew how they played. It was going to be tough and gritty, but we, none of us realistically saw them winning that series. I think we all had some doubts that how Boston was going to come out and play and if they could keep up and do the things they needed to do. That being said, the Panthers are are playing the best hockey in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, and I don't think that is arguable at any level. The Canes had some problems with a very young Devils team that I think their youth showed up in that series against the Canes and the Canes experience was the trump card for that. Mm -hmm. That's not the case going up against Florida. You have home ice. I'll give Carolina that they have home ice. Here's the problem. The Panthers don't give a shit. They didn't give a shit that Boston had home ice. They're coming out to smack them in the face. They're going to hit you in the mouth. I do not see the Canes lasting against the Panthers for more than six games. I think that's a six game series. What do you think? This one's going seven. It'll go. The you think he's going full seven? No. Here's my thing. It's either going to go five or seven. No in between. Florida and Carolina can absolutely jump on each other. I like Florida's forecheck a little bit more. I like the way they pressure the puck. And Carolina has had some trouble getting the puck out of their zone. And Freddie Anderson is not known to have a great reputation as the series goes along, he had that reputation in Toronto, and then before that, he had that in Anaheim. So I just don't know. I am going to take the hot hand. I'm going to pick Florida here to make the finals. I'm going to pick them in seven. But I think it's going to be a grinded-out series, gritty. And honestly, I could see it going either way. This is going to be an entertaining one. Oh, yeah. I mean, Florida's forechecking was single-handedly the reason the Bruins ended up in a game seven anyway. Because I don't know how many times I watched, Boston could not. We're talking about the best scoring team in hockey all year, right? They had multiple guys that could hurt you in a multiple, like multitude of ways, right? Their goal differential was crazy. They played great defense. They were they could always control the tip of the game. They got out of their zone. They got out, wanted to get out of their zone. They maintained control of the puck. And the entire Florida-Boston series, 
Florida absolutely dominated them up and down the ice. It was not even in question on who was the more dominant team. I felt the same way in the second round with the Leafs. The Leafs got absolutely dominated the same way, and it probably worse than Boston did because they're not as good as Boston. I do not think the Canes are going to look – I think the Canes are going to be somewhere in between the Leafs and, and Boston, which is why I went six. But I could definitely see five, and I could see seven, but the Canes are going to have to show me something. They're going to have to show me something in, in the first two games to make me think it's going to go seven. I just don't think they got enough. They've got to play I'm a crappy also, game. Slavin's oh yeah, got to have the best series of his life on the oh. blue line. Slavin's been unreal these playoffs. He's going to have to have the series of a lifetime. Oh, yeah, it's a I whole other level. Him, Aho, um, especially Aho because Teravine and Svech are out. So I've liked Seth Jarvis. I've liked the depth that the Hurricanes have. Florida's top six, though. Nuts. Matt Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, um, Carter Verhage. Then you've got Nick Cousin. Nick Cousins playing second line minutes with Sam Bennett and uh, who's the other guy? Well, while you're thinking no. about it, I, I also have a call out. The gauge would never let us live it down if we didn't mention playoff Bob. Playoff. Oh Bob. my gosh. Playoff, you want to talk about a guy who's been playing out of his damn gourd right now? Playoff Bob. I'm good. You know what? You, I may be buying myself a, Bob, uh, a playoff Bob jersey by the end of this Stanley Cup run, man, because like, as much as it'll pay me to have that hanging in there. Might have to hang it up you know, over the wall. I, dude, I might just hang it right back here. Not even joking. The playoff Bob jersey, bro, because that I'm gonna is have to make a graphic. Insane. I'm going to have to make a graphic of Bob standing over you while you wear the Bruins goalie mask. Oh, my God. Put it up. Just, just staring me in the back of the head like – yeah, man. You remember the sword Bob. tweet? Something like that. The sword tweet that uh, oh, yeah. Flurry's agent put out something like that. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely insane. But, yeah, I just – I don't see any way the Florida Panthers do not represent the East in the Stanley Cup playoff, their finals. It's just – it's there's I, there's nothing in my mind that says the Canes can, can beat them in a series. There's just not. A hell of a series for a Stanley Cup finals, however it turns out, as long as Florida's in it and they don't drop the ball here. But – the depth just showed for every team that's made it this far. The depth has the depth has a hundred percent showed, and that's why teams like that were favored, like Colorado, um, maybe Minnesota to some degree, Boston. Boston's a, Boston's interesting. Yeah, I want to touch it, on Boston. That's a curse, bro. A we need we need to burn some sage in TD Garden. That's all I can say. I do want to go we back around one and touch on that series because oh, uh, I'm not going to take you for very long. It just reminds me of. <laughs> Penguins Rangers 2014 when Pittsburgh went up 3-1 and I saw a clip uh from Adam Oates former Bruin actually who's a TV analyst at the time he said Rangers were down 3-1 he said Rangers are going to come back and win this series look at the way they work the boards look at the way they're just physical they're going to wear them down and they're just going to come back and win this series and we've seen that in these playoffs with Florida so give absolutely. them credit give them credit absolutely. their style of play and depth really it's insane. It's insane. But we are going to move on to some more award finalists that have been announced in the recent week here since our last episode. And we're going to start with the Vesna Trophy. And obviously, that is Connor Hellebuck of the Jets, Ilya Sorokin of the Islanders, and Linus Olmark of the Bruins. Now, so when are you getting his jersey? 
I'm never getting an Olmark jersey. I was this close to getting an Olmark jersey when the playoffs happened, and it it's literally my nightmare. It is my nightmare because that man, like, it, it's Tuka Rask all over again for me. I, and I know you guys are like, Tuka's a great goalie. No, Tuka's a great regular season goalie. Linus Olmark may be one of the greatest regular season goalies we've ever seen. Okay? But you know what that gets you? A whole lot of Diddly shit squat. nothing. Diddly squat in the playoffs. And that's what we got as Boston Bruins fans. We got, and, and in fact, Linus Olmark made single-handedly the most boneheaded mistake that you can make as a goalie. And we all were, we literally, I wish, I, I will take a picture. I will scroll back to that part in the chat. We are all like, what are you doing? Literally losing our, like we all lost our mind at the same time because it was that bad. And yet, he is still going to win this trophy because it's a regular season season trophy. It's a regular season award. And I think that this should not be the case. I think that there should be a... Oh, God. I I honestly feel like Sorokin or Hellebuck should have got this. I really do. Because Olmark's play was what everyone said it was going to be. Like this guy was a guy, he was a guy who had the like goals against average of like a 1.92, 1.82. And he did not give up less than three goals every single fucking game. For fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. And yet he's still going to win this trophy. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that. Oh, he's going to win it. And when he wins it, I'm going to be laughing watching my, oh my watching on TV. He better not and even smile when he takes that trophy. Vasilevsky didn't when he got swept. So, I mean, at least you're not, at least your guy's not going to win like the Lindsay or the Hart like Kucherov did when he had to go accept that award after Columbus swept the Lightning. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not it's not that, but at least y'all won games. At least Pasternak's gonna not gonna win that hardware. He's got McDavid that's all over that right now. I'm I'm about I'm probably gonna get that. I'm probably gonna find a still of Olmark like not like just passing the puck to a Florida Panther. I'm gonna get that on his shirt, and it's just gonna say "Mind the net, you idiot." Or just get wear a, it. or you could get a Kachuk jersey if they win the cup. I might just get a Kachuk and 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 a and a Bobrovsky jersey, man. It might happen. Look, I I think we should try to find, like, if whoever wins the cup, if none of our teams win it, we should at least consider getting a team, like whoever wins the Stanley Cup, a jersey from their team, just because why not? I'm going to. Episode. It's going to happen. Might it's going to happen unless it's a Dallas Stars player, in which case I don't want it. All right. <laughs> Actually, that's part of the deal. But I'm 100% on board with that. I know that the other guys will be 100% on board with that because we've already we've already said we're buying a jersey of whoever wins anyway. So if, if it was one of our teams, so I think we're all committed to doing it regardless. We're going to move on to the Ted Lindsay Award. Your finalists for this were Eric Carlson, Connor McDavid, and David Posternock. I think I, I I don't see how McDavid doesn't take this and the Hart Trophy. I just don't. Based on what the trophy is for, it, it's hard. It's hard you know, not it, to give it to him considering the season he just had. Yeah, he's going to win both. He, it's it's literally voted on by the peers. 
there's no one that you can say who didn't have the most he, he's the most outstanding player which is funny that this is essentially like a, a a backup to who doesn't win the heart trophy but the problem is is that like the most outstanding and the most valuable player how could they not be the same person uh you got me there because honestly <laughs> who was more valuable to their team who was more valuable to the Oilers than McDavid? Who was yeah. the most outstanding player this season? McDavid. It goes, it goes hand in hand. McDavid had a 150-point season and scored 64 goals. We thought we'd never we thought we wouldn't see 60 again for a while after Matthews did it last year. McDavid follows it up and he's twice as good. Twice as good. I think I mean, I used to think McKinnon was the second best player too, but I mean, I think the Oilers have themselves the two best players in the world right now. And they're going to be good as long as they have those guys. I don't think they've built the team properly around them, but they're going to be competitive as long as they have those guys. If you'd shore up your defense, Edmonton, we'll talk about a potential championship, but yeah, that's what you have those guys, you'll be in the playoffs. I don't think they need to find themselves some solid blue line guys that can just bang with some guys down there. Maybe I don't know. Try to freaking. Maybe just get a good goalie in the net. We'll trade you. We'll trade you all Mark for pennies. <laughs> you can have <laughs> slam and D. You can, take them both you can have Jack there. Campbell's contract. Yeah. Oh man. But speaking of the heart trophy and that McDavid is obviously walking away from it. We are still going to tell you the finalists. That is David Posternock of the Bruins and Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers. And honestly, if you had to tell me, if I had to ask you who you thought between the three of those guys, who is the most valuable for their team? I think it's closer between Kachuk and McDavid than it is Pasternak. I think that I think that 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 Kachuk is 110% responsible for the style of play and the energy and the physicality that Florida is playing with. I don't think you if you want to see a poster child for why Florida is in this the Stanley Cups uh, or That's Eastern why. Conference. Uh, uh, finals right now that's why i feel like that if this was an award that you took into consideration uh you know the playoff sort of stuff that's going on right now and, and those sorts of things 110 percent matthew matthew kachuk is the most valuable player he's the heart trophy winner for me he's the reason however, they got in the playoffs but yeah how regular season award it's a regular season award so it's gonna be mcdavid however Matthew, Matthew Kachuk Matthew should Kachuk have more has votes. Un- has an excellent argument. I think it's... Yes. He's not going to... Is he? I think it's going to be closer than people think. But also, maybe not, because Kachuk plays for Florida. So, you never know. I mean, it is what it is. But like I said, I, I, I think that what I've seen in these playoffs... I, there needs to be a playoff version of this award, because... And I, and I know that everyone's looking at it who's heard me say that. It's like, there is one. It's called the Stanley Cup. And the Conn Smythe. Yeah. So so I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think if you asked Matthew, I'm going to call him first name. We're on a first name basis now because he, he did me dirty. And so I'm going to talk to him like, you know, like that. If you asked good old Matt what he wanted, if he wanted the Hart Trophy or he wanted a Stanley Cup, that answer is pretty, pretty easy to answer for me. And I think it's 100%. pretty easy to answer for him as well. So, but that's all we have time for today on the crease. 
Be sure to tune in. Watch all of this Stanley Cup playoff action. There's a lot to be had, a lot to be seen. It is going absolutely crazy right now. This has been a wild, wild NHL season. We cannot wait to see the Stanley Cup finals play out in front of us. I am so excited. I know you are too, Ian. I know the guys that uh, Gage and Carl, who cannot be here today, are equally excited. But also, I want to give a big shout out to all of our affiliates. We got StubHub, Coffee Bros, Liquid IV, Pillow Fight, Fubo TV. And we have a new affiliate it is for our F1 segment it is the F1 store. You can check that out. All those links out in the description. Go support, Go support them. Help them. Help support us as well by using our links. And be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. That's Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe. Help grow this community. Grow this brand. We will see you here next time on The Crease. 